0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating, and we'll keep things rolling from there. Got a good show coming up today. Of course, we're going to talk some KU hoops, also a uh, potential... Rivalry game, renewing for the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program. We'll see about that. But got to kick off today's show with a congratulations to former Kansas Jayhawk Christian Brown, who is now an NBA champion with the Denver Nuggets, just one year after claiming a national championship ring with your Kansas Jayhawks. So it's uh, absolutely a uh, fun time to be a Christian Brown fan obviously KU, but if you also followed the Nuggets all year, he was able to get into some playing time. Started the season on the bench. Obviously, he's playing off the bench, still not a starter in the league right now, but he was one of their main rotation guys throughout the playoffs. So you saw Christian Brown go from a guy who wasn't getting any playing time to, at the end of the season, being one of the first couple of guys off the bench for the Denver Nuggets. He had a game in the NBA Finals, actually Game 3, where... He scored 15 points, including he had a steal and dunk in one of the highlights of that game. So it was fun seeing Christian Brown have a breakout in this postseason and being one of the contributing members to the team. Of course, it was uh, the Nuggets who beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. It only went to five games, so the Nuggets won the series 4-1, and They won it uh, 94-89. Christian Brown had seven points in the final game. So that was just enough to put the Nuggets over the top. And it's it's fun to see. uh, Of course, you had Michael Porter Jr., who was a one-and-done at Mizzou. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Christian Brown played together on a Mocan basketball team back in the day. Or I don't know if they played together, actually. But they both played on the Mocan team. So, seeing some guys from the Kansas City area that ended up going on to play on the same same NBA team to go on and win a national championship together, or a NBA championship together, rather, that is something that you don't see very often. So, seeing Christian Brown, one year after being a national champion with Kansas, going into the NBA his rookie year, getting plenty of playing time in the NBA finals helping lead the Nuggets to their first NBA championship. And it's something that is rare where you see a guy that wins a national championship in college and the very next year in his rookie year go out and win an NBA title. It's so rare in fact that it is that Christian Brown is the only only the fifth player in NBA history. Only the fifth player in NBA history. To win an NCAA tournament title and NBA title in back-to-back seasons. Christian Brown joins this elite list. Bill Russell, 1956. He won the NCAA title with San Francisco. Then went on to win the NBA championship with the Celtics the very next year. So that was the first one. Then you had Henry Bibby, 1972 with UCLA. Then went to the New York Knicks and won it in 1973. I don't know if you heard of this guy, Magic Johnson, won it with Michigan State in 1979 and then won the NBA title in 1980 with the Lakers. And then you had Billy Thompson in 1986 winning the college national championship with Louisville and then winning the 1987 title with the LA Lakers. So that is it. And then you got Christian Brown 2022 winning the national championship with Kansas and then 2023 winning the NBA title with with the Denver Nuggets. And head coach Bill Self, Kansas head coach Bill Self, was there in attendance on Monday night in Denver, showed up for his guy, and uh, he, he he actually sent out a tweet, a picture of where he was sitting, uh, saying that he was hoping that Christian Brown would have a good game, win the title and everything like that. And you also saw, I didn't see, uh, I think that one of, I think it was Dewan Harris that was supposed to be in attendance at that game as well. I, I, I didn't look that up to Steve. He was actually there. Not Not sure if he posted on Twitter or Instagram about that. But he had mentioned, uh, DeWan Harris, that is, mentioned that he skipped Game 2 of the NBA Finals because it was move-in weekend in Lawrence. And he didn't want to leave the new transfers and the new freshmen hanging in Lawrence all by themselves. He wanted to be a good teammate, a good leader, a good role model. And so Dewan Harris missed NBA title Game 2 to be there in Lawrence for the new Jayhawks, which I thought that was really cool. But some more on Christian Brown, the former Kansas Jayhawk, the former national champion, the man from Blue Valley Northwest in Overland Park, Kansas, who won three state titles with Blue Valley Northwest before winning one with Kansas, before going on and winning an NBA championship. He averaged 4.7 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game during the regular season, made six starts... Uh, some of that was at the end of the season where they were just kind of in coast mode when, uh, the Nuggets had the number one seed wrapped up, but man, was it fun to watch him come to life in the NBA finals. That game three, that game three, he played 19 minutes, scored 15 points in 19 minutes. That coast to coast dunk off the steel was absolutely incredible. And you saw it throughout the entire postseason, but especially in that game when he came out and scored 15 points. Of course, at Kansas, uh, he just kept getting better and better every year. Freshman season, was on the All-Big 12 freshman team, uh, scored 10 or more points in five games, led Kansas in steals in three games his freshman year, kept things rolling all the way up to his junior year when he averaged 14 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game, almost three assists per game. In his final year with the Jayhawks. And of course leading them to the national championship that year as well. And that's just uh, Christian Brown. He's going to be one of those guys to watch throughout his NBA career. I don't think he's ever going to be a Joel Embiid where he wins league MVP. I don't know if he's going to be a Paul Pierce where he can win NBA finals MVP. Uh, But... He has. He is a guy who can carve himself a role and have a nice long career in the NBA. And even after the national ch- or after the NBA championship game, you had Nikola Jokic, who was Denver's MVP, obviously NBA Finals MVP, two time NBA MVP, could have been uh, three time MVP this year, but Joel Embiid, the former Jayhawk, beat him out for it. Uh, Jokic after the game mentioned Christian Brown and saying he's a winner. He has a role for himself here on this team and in the NBA. He's a winner. So high praise even coming from the team's MVP. And I think that going on, going forward from here, I do think Christian Brown is going to carve himself a nice role with the Denver Nuggets. And if the Denver Nuggets don't sign him to a second contract, I think he's going to go somewhere else. And potentially play for a starting spot eventually here in the NBA. So that's, I wanted to kick the show off with that today because that was fun to watch. Uh, If you don't watch a lot of NBA basketball, you can always cheer for your Kansas Jayhawks who are in the NBA right now. And seeing one of our own in Christian Brown go out and win an NBA title in his first season, become one of five NBA players all time to win a national championship and an NBA championship in back-to-back years. And then there was another group of players. I wanted to mention this as well before we go on to the next topic here. Christian Brown is also only one of five Kansas basketball players to win a national title with the Kansas Jayhawks and then go on to win a national title in the NBA. So obviously Christian Brown... Did it in 2022 and 2023. You had Clive Lovellette win in 1952 with the Jayhawks and then win an NBA title in 1954, 63, and 64 as well. You had Mario Chalmers, the miracle. Mario and the miracles. (laughs) Mario Chalmers wins it, the national title, in uh, 2008 and then goes on to win the NBA title with the Miami Heat. LeBron James, Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade, all those guys in 2011 and 2012 as well. Brandon Rush, 2008 with the Jayhawks, wins the championship in 2015. Then you had Sasha Khan from that 2008 team as well, won an NBA title in 2016. So quite the list there. Um and Christian Brown joins those guys as the only Kansas Jayhawk players to win a national title and go on to win an NBA title. So congrats again to Christian Brown. Fantastic rookie season in the NBA. Excited to see more things out of him in the future. So going back to Kansas basketball, more Kansas basketball news. This past week, we got to see the Kansas men's basketball team Uh, go out and have their first scrimmage with their new players. So out of uh, their 10 scholarship players, uh, only three are arriving uh, this coming week. So you've got uh, Marcus Adams, Kevin McCuller, and Parker Brown. They're the ones that are arriving this upcoming week. Everybody else was there in the flesh, ready to go, ready to do this scrimmage. They had the scrimmage last Wednesday at Allen Fieldhouse, part of the Bill Self Youth Camp. And it looked like it was a fun time. I actually didn't get to attend. I did have a source who was out there at Allen Fieldhouse partaking, watching this scrimmage, able to see. So I got some notes from a trusted source that I had out there at Allen Fieldhouse. It's good to have trusted sources inside the building so you can kind of hear what was going on. And so my source told me, that Hunter Dickinson looked like the best player out there, which that's good to hear because he was the number one transfer in the transfer portal. He's the guy that can come in and have an effect on this team from day one, and it sounds like that's what he was doing at this scrimmage. He finished with a game-leading 21 points in the scrimmage. Uh, my source told me that he was scorching hot from behind the arc, uh, had a nice transition three after forcing a turnover, and uh, he also said that Dickinson was kind of fiery out there. He said to watch out for Dickinson. And uh, the, funny, the funny quote that I saw was that he could lead the Kansas Jayhawks in technical fouls this year, probably because he has a mouth, which that's going to be interesting to watch. You don't want to have a guy get too many technical fouls. But it's good to see the fiery spirit from Hunter Dickinson, even if it's just in a scrimmage. So you had uh, Dickinson saw a pass that wasn't made that he thought should have been there. Uh, Got ticked off, started getting in somebody's face. Very competitive guy. As long as you can hone that in, not have any rifts within the team, which it doesn't sound like there is. It's just uh, that he was fiery. He was showing off his personality at the scrimmage. And his competitive spirit makes it so that it's going to be that much more fun to watch with Hunter Dickinson, with all these new guys that are coming in this year. And another new guy that we saw out there on the floor was Nick Timberlake Nick Timberlake is the transfer guard out of Towson averaged 18 points per game uh, last season at Towson over 40 percent three-point shooter and he is going to be that quintessential role player that every team needs and he seemed like he could get from from what my source said he seemed like he could get open and relocate without the ball which is something that not everybody can do. A guy that can get open, not have to create his own shot, but he can get around guys and be open for an open three-pointer, and that's what he was doing throughout the scrimmage. So he finished the game. Nick Timberlake finished the game with 15 points and knocked down all three of his three-point attempts, which is great to see. And when you got Timberlake, besides his shooting experience, it seemed like he was a seamless fit on the court, able to play with anybody that he was out there with, and that's great to have because when you see a newcomer, you're kind of wondering how he's going to fit in with the team and how he's going to play with all these guys. Well, you got Timberlake who can go out there, and I think he might be the fifth starter. I think he might be the second guard in the rotation or in the in the starting lineup, of course, you're going to have Dewan Harris, who's the starting point guard. So I think that the shooting guard that's going to be the starter might be Nick Timberlake. It's still an open competition, but I think Nick Timberlake could be the guy that is the starter from day one. Another guy that's going to be interesting to watch for that second guard spot, Artario Morris, the transfer guard from Texas, who might actually have some higher potential than Nick Timberlake. Nick Timberlake obviously only going to be here for one season. Uh, coming in for a super senior season. But Arterio Morris has a higher ceiling. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Arterio Morris works into the rotation because Timberlake is the better fit around the rest of the KU roster at this time. Uh, But Morris is an exciting player as well. He has a great dribble ability. He has the tenacity to make the tough shots. He thrives with the ball in his hand. And it's just tough to see where he's going to fit in as a starter because that's the type of guy that once Dewan Harris gets out, once Dewan Harris is out of the picture, Arterio Morris is going to come in and be that starting point guard. So it just seems like Morris is going to be the guy that comes off the bench. If Dewan Harris gets into foul trouble, you got Arterio Morris right there to fill in. If there's an injury, hopefully that won't happen, but if there's an injury to Dewan Harris, you got Arterio Morris that in, they can come in and take over. And that starting spot, Timberlake just seems to be the guy that fits in a little bit better with this group. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a competition, but it's going to it's 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 going to be fun to watch as the summer rolls along. That's for sure. We've also got freshman Elmarco Jackson. Looks like he's got the most ready college frame of any of the freshmen that are coming in. Uh, his passing ability, superb. Can score at all three levels. Uh, passing and scoring were on display at that scrimmage the other day, according to my source. Uh, committed a couple of turnovers, so there's there's still uh, going to be a learning curve here at the next level. But Elmarco Jackson is the freshman to watch, a guy that could bump into the starting lineup um, if they need him to, uh, if he can outplay Nick Timberlake going into the season. Again, it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a competition for that starting uh, shooting guard spot next to DeWan Harris. So that's going to be something to watch as summer goes along and, and as camp goes along. Uh, another guy that was impressive was Jamari McDowell, another freshman, showcased his shooting ability, great energy on both ends of the court, and uh, could push for a minute sooner rather than later. And you're going to need those type of guys to come off the bench, especially with all the transfers that they lost this past offseason. It's going to be exciting to see. When you look at the freshmen, just from what we've seen so far, obviously Marcus Adams Jr. coming in this week, but it's it's got to be El Marco Jackson, Jamari McDowell, and then Adams. Of course, Adams has that high ceiling. Uh, his three-level scoring ability is going to be there. He could play a role on the Kansas Jayhawks in his first season, no doubt about that. But he just wasn't there for the scrimmage, so we don't know uh, how to rate him at this point. But it's going to be fun watching these freshmen, watching all these transfers, and see how they gel together because Bill Self once again has a team that can go all the way to the Final Four. He has a team that could be a national title contender again and once again a team that could win another Big 12 title as Bill Self has done in 17 of his 20 seasons coaching at the University of Kansas. So before we end today's episode, I wanted to note that there was some breaking news coming out of Wichita. Coming out of Wichita this past week, an ESPN Wichita radio guy, Pat Stratham, reported this. He said that Kansas and Wichita State basketball could be resuming their series that they have not had for quite a long time, but it could renew potentially starting this season. Now, Kansas, we talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast. Kansas had their non-conference schedule released, which was 12 games this past week, but they could add a 13th game according to Pat Strathman from ESPN Wichita, and he says that it could be scheduled for December 29th. And I don't know if that would be played in Wichita. I don't know if that would be played in Lawrence. I assume it would be played in Lawrence. Just because I feel like Bill Self would not agree to a game at Wichita State uh, to kick off this little renewal of a rivalry, in-state rivalry here. But that's going to be something to watch coming up. Uh, It looks like December 29th could be the date that Wichita State and Kansas meet up. And that is something to uh th- that is not confirmed again. It is just a report coming out of Wichita that Kansas and Wichita State could be playing each other on December 29th. Uh as I as I was looking through it a little bit more, uh they have not had a regular season meeting between these two schools since 1993. So this has been a 30 year Drought where these teams have not played each other in the regular season. They've played in the uh, NCAA tournament a few times. Uh, Kansas Athletics had no comment on this matchup at this time when asked about the game. Uh, A representative of the T-Mobile Center, uh, a potential neutral site game in Kansas City, declined to comment on any sort of event. Uh, There's no listing of an event on the uh, arena's website at this time. So maybe it wouldn't be a home-and-home, and, home, and maybe it would be a neutral site game. Maybe they wouldn't have the game at Allen Fieldhouse. Maybe they wouldn't have it down there at Coca Arena in Wichita. Maybe it would be a uh, neutral site game like the, they say here, maybe at T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. I do believe that that would be a game that sells out. I, I don't have any uh, qualms about that. I think that that would be a fine place to have the game. And all those Wichita State fans would drive up, make the couple-hour drive to Kansas City, and and come support their Shockers. No doubt about that. But when they had that series from 1989 to 1993, it was uh, five straight wins for Kansas in that series. So uh, Wichita State wanted to get some revenge for those games from back about 30, 35 years ago. Uh, but Wichita State, does have the last win in the series as they beat Kansas in the NCAA tournament, ending up going on to the Final Four that year. Wichita State was underseeded for sure that year, but uh, they in the 2015 tournament they did meet up, and it was uh, Wichita State that got the last win between the two schools. So that's something to keep an eye on as the season approaches. Will Kansas and Wichita State? Renew the in-state rivalry. December 29th is the date that you got to keep an eye on. And I'll be keeping an eye on that here at the Jay Hawker Talker podcast. You can keep an eye on that as well. And I believe that about does it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You can always get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. We'll keep the conversation going there at Mark the Overseer as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jay Hawker Talker podcast. In affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. See what we have going on over there. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.